0: I need fuel.
1: Mm. Give me fuel, take a flash, hit me, trace it out of sight. Now, here are your hosts John Eddie Junior and Tom Tuttle
0: welcome back to episode 41 of fantasy fuel there has been a flurry of news today so this is what (laughs) we're going to discuss we have nothing else planned because there is so much to talk about and we by the way hello tom how are you
1: (laughs) (laughs) i was waiting i was patiently waiting but yeah, I'm here.
0: Okay, and we're good. Talk. Good. Uh, everybody knows I'm not doing this solo today, so we're ready to <laughs> roll. And we're going to start off with some major quarterback news, and this is Kurt Cousins news. <laughs> he asked his fans what they wanted as a giveaway. Uh, not a uh bad thing to do. You know, you want to do something nice for your fans and well, It didn't go so well for Mr. Cousins, and the first, well, one Twitter user predicted, this is not going to end well for you, and he was so right. Like, what do you want me to give away? And many answered, your contract. (laughs) What else are you going to say? I
1: mean,
0: there was was some other samples. Um, How about $84 million, which is his contract. (laughs) Well, just... $15 $15 three-quarters of your contract, some cap space. You can give away the money the Vikes wasted. <laughs> give back half your salaries, so we can re-sign Sheldon Richardson and Anthony Barr. There you go. If you could retire and return the Vikings their money, that would be great. <laughs> a TD drive to the end zone, a one playoff win, or <laughs> how about giving them Case Keenum back? Oh. Which, by the way, if you haven't, figured out yet Kirk Cousins was not the top story of the day for quarterback news but now that somebody's asking about Case Keenum we can move to the real news which Mm -hmm. is Joe Flacco has been in principle traded to the Denver Broncos
1: yeah um I feel like there should be a cricket or something in Yeah, the maybe I like can it, put that I mean, in. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's fine. I mean, he's a better quarterback than Keenum, I think, but I don't think it pushes them over the top. I mean, unless they go out and get another wide receiver, they're really not going to have a chance to make the playoffs. That's it. I mean, they have to have somebody else other than Emmanuel Sanders, plain and simple. I, I just I I am at a
0: loss for words. I have a lot of stats and stories and different stuff about Joe Flacco, the Broncos, all this good stuff, and we're going to get to all of it. But mm-hmm. first, I just want to say the Broncos have like forty-seven million dollars wrapped up in quarterbacks right now, <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> and they don't even have
1: a top. 12 quarterback on their team no um i mean flacco he can be that guy but he hasn't proven it in the last few years no he did years ago but that was years ago (sighs) i just i don't i mean
0: joe flacco has some great stats over the years uh he has as many playoff wins in his career as the Kansas City Chiefs have in their franchise history. He's 10 and 5 and the Chiefs are 10 and 19 in their wow. history. So, I mean, he he's done well. He he's the all-time leader in road playoff wins with 7. He's he's the record holder. Yeah. So, he's done it. But how is he going to do it in Denver with no real tight end one injured wide receiver yeah. one yeah. second year wide receiver in Cortland Sutton and a rookie running back who got hurt and a rookie running back who
1: fizzled out i i don't understand but i i think this is just John Elway saying we got to have another quarterback that's you know somewhat decent so I, I If I could go out there and play, I would, but I just don't
0: think that well, I should do that. Well, here's some interesting notes about the quarterbacks that John Elway has brought into Denver. Mm-hmm. And everything I say from this moment forward is probably going to be used to determine that John Elway is still the Broncos' best quarterback in their franchise history (laughs) so yeah John Elway's notable quarterback investments in Denver signed Peyton Manning as a free agent Mm -hmm. obviously they had a couple amazing years but didn't win a Super Bowl in those amazing years Mm -hmm. then Peyton Manning fizzled and their defense wrote him to a championship uh John Elway also drafted Brock Osweiler 57th overall in 2012 Drafted Trevor Simeon in the 7th round in 2015. Traded up for Paxton Lynch for at 26th overall in 2016. Signed Case Keenum to a 2-year $36 million deal. And, as of today, traded for Joe Flacco. I uh,
1: just... it. What is he looking for? He's looking for Joe Flacco, of course. I mean, what... <laughs> He's got to get the biggest name in football and that's Joe Flacco.
0: Well, <laughs> I wouldn't say the biggest name, but he wants to get the biggest guy because also <laughs> since becoming GM in 2011, Elway has acquired the three tallest quarterbacks in the NFL since 1995. <laughs> 6 Crazy. foot 7 Brock Osweiler, yep. 6 foot 7 Paxton Lynch. And six foot six, Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. And guess what? None have averaged over 6.6 yards per attempt or an 83 rating during that span.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's not good numbers. No. But let, I, wa- I want to look a little bit at what Joe Flacco did in the regular season uh, for fantasy football last year. Um, obviously, he didn't play the last portion of the season, which is almost the first the last half he played like the first half but he averaged 21.5 points per game which isn't the worst he actually started out pretty hot 30 points 27 points 20 30 15 17 27 13 10 so the last five games were not all that great and we actually got to play him a few of those times in our dynasty savages league so it wasn't too bad but hey now we get to look forward to something new <laughs> maybe he'll have some success with the Broncos. I don't know. It's really, I can't imagine that he'll have any real success, maybe fantasy success, because he's going to be out there unless he gets hurt. I can't imagine they go to Keenum again. I don't really know. No, after no. you, tra- you trade
0: no there's more news. Okay. It says right here the Broncos will now shop. Case Keenum, who was guaranteed seven million in twenty nineteen. Wow! Well, if yeah. they can't, it's either a massive pay cut or a straight up release. So he would be a top backup option somewhere, yeah. or yep. maybe a team like the Redskins will pick him up if Alex Smith isn't yeah. gonna be ready to go. But yeah. it doesn't really matter where he's going to go. It will
1: not be a contender, more likely. No, he'd have, he'd have to go to stacked offense, Stephen have a shot to be a contender. I mean, he's not the worst quarterback in the world, but like you said, he's a good backup, and that's so, really all he is. Here we go. Yep. Is this
0: an upgrade or is it not? I have some stats for this compelling argument. Okay. Since Case Keenum entered the league, Keenum has a 62% completion percentage. He has averaged 6.9 yards per attempt, 3.5% touchdown percentage, 2.3% interception, and an 84.5 rating. Kay. Flacco, 62.6% completion, mm-hmm. which is .6 higher, mm-hmm. 6.5 yards in attempt, which is .4 lower, <laughs> 3.5% touchdown rate, which is the same, and 2.5% interception rate, which is Point two higher than Keenum, and 82.3 rating, which is 2.2 lower than Case Keenum.
1: Now, if you're just going to pull some stats out of there, (laughs) of course it doesn't look the greatest, but there's one, I don't know if you call it a stat, there's one thing, though, that separates him from Case Keenum, and that is that Joe Flacco has a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, I guess you can say that. (laughs) (laughs) He does have a ring, but... I mean that was mostly defense, but I, he had to control that offense to win. You, know, you can't score and win without a quarterback. So they he was decent back then. He is under uh, underwhelming to say the least <laughs> right now in the league. But he is something that I put it this way: I don't think he's a backup quarterback. I think that he is a starter for a team that isn't looking to win and i think that's exactly what's going on right here (laughs) well the broncos
0: don't have a terrible defense i mean they've got bradley chubb and von miller they've got some pieces on defense so if they can just have an offense that doesn't completely and utterly suck joe flacco is a quarterback that can take that team to the playoffs he's proven that that's true Now. yeah uh, (laughs) <laughs> Weirdly enough, so far the Broncos have not communicated with Joe Flacco, but if they keep his salary of $18.5 million unchanged, he's not expected to object or make waves. It's right. basically going to be a prove-it deal they can either rework or move on from next year. So he is playing for more money. So maybe there's going to be something, you know. Some kind of incentive, yeah. uh, He'll have a fire lit under him. Maybe. (laughs) It's so weird. Now, we just did gave you the stats, and it seems to me with those stats, Joe Flacco wasn't really an upgrade. Not really, no. And a sports betting site, Bovada seems to agree because (laughs) after – the trade. The Broncos went from one hundred to one to win the Super Bowl to now a hundred and twenty five
1: to one <laughs> to win the Super Bowl. So put your money on them right now because uh, they're gonna win it. You're gonna make a lot of money on the Denver Broncos. Okay. We've
0: got one more thing left for the Joe Flacco. <laughs> okay. And people are wondering If the Broncos had some reason why they would get Joe Flacco when they already have Case Keenum and they're not that different of a quarterback. Well, new Broncos head coach Vic Fangio spent a season in Baltimore while Flacco was the quarterback. Mm -hmm. Former Broncos exec Gary Kubiak was also a Flacco fan (laughs) and had mentioned how much he liked the soon-to-be Broncos quarterback. (laughs) <laughs> Apparently, they were strong selling points, and the coaches won out and got Flacco to Denver.
1: Yeah. Um. Hey, if they see something that we don't, so be it. Well, maybe they can do something with them. Maybe, maybe they found something in a quarterback that they've been looking at for a long time, and they just said, okay, he's actually way better than everybody thinks. I don't know. We'll see. I have to see it to believe it. Yeah,
0: it it will definitely be a, well, uh, I uh, can't say whether or not I have any strong feelings until he gets (laughs) on the field. Maybe he gets a rapport with Emmanuel Sanders. Maybe they draft or sign a free agent wide receiver that had some ties. You know, John Brown's a free agent. Maybe (laughs) he wants to go to Denver and have a hookup there. I don't know. It will be interesting to see. Yep. Uh a, another former Denver Bronco is going to be released. Uh Demarius Thomas is going to be released by the Texans on a uh what was it, what do they call it a uh failed in or failed physical designation or whatever, which means he's probably very far away from any kind of recovery and Yeah. He will maybe go back to Denver, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just That makes perfect sense. It, Absolutely perfect sense. It, it might, it might. Um, should we stay in the AFC West and talk about a former <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs running back? I mean, we haven't done a show since Kareem Hunt was
1: signed by yep. who? The, the Cleveland Browns, Cleveland my goodness. Browns. So what does this do to <laughs> Nick Chubb? <laughs> what is he thinking now? He's we- he's thinking, <laughs> I had it. They got full trust in me, and now they got you as a backup. And a pretty good backup, a pretty good second punch. But Kareem Hunt was taking most of the carries, most of the touches of everything when he's on the Chiefs. Well, So... Our curse (laughs) has started early because (laughs) we just got
0: done praising Nick Chubb. That's true. And here we go. Kareem Hunt is now in the mix. Now he is on a non-guaranteed deal. There is nothing guaranteed about it, but he can make up to around a million dollars if he plays in games, finishes off-season programs, all that kind of stuff. So he is working. For a little bit of money. It's not like he had a giant contract before because he was a rookie and was on his rookie deal still.
1: Right. So and I want to be yeah. clear. I want to be clear. Nick Chubb still has value because, let's face it, we don't know when Hunt's actually going to be able to play because there's still an investigation. There's still probably a looming suspension. We have to find all that stuff out still. But I, I've seen people on posts and whatnot saying that, you know, Chubb is pretty much worthless now. Well, you can't there's no reason to have him, trade him now before somebody figures it out, whatever. It's just you no, know, he's going to have value at least this year. I don't know for how long depending on what the situation is with Hunt, but um Hunt will definitely take over the role I would assume for the most part once he comes back. All right. Here here's
0: my uh, I'll throw back to last episode maybe. What did we talk about last episode? We talked about longevity throughout the season. Yeah. Kareem Hunt is going to be suspended. Yes. Nick Chubb is going to be the man for at least the first six weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt is going to come back. He's not acclimated to the offense. He hasn't really gotten the work in that he needs. He's going to get slowly eased in. And if the Browns improve on last year's success, that means they're going to be in the hunt for a playoff run. And that means Kareem Hunt is going to be on the field for your fantasy playoffs when it matters (laughs) the most. And And he might be fresh. And I, for one, have a little bit of positive light for that Kareem Hunt trade that you gave to me. I actually have maybe a little bit of hope that he's going to be worth something
1: next year if I can get back to the playoffs. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, even if he's suspended for six games and he takes a couple of weeks, that's not just playoff. That's still regular season right there. So if you have something that can give you at least 500 football fantasy football record by the time he comes back, you're at least a shot to make the playoffs. And if you have Kareem Hunt in the playoffs, it's going to help you big time. But let's not talk about trades that I did that doesn't, doesn't look like it's going to work out my way. Let's not do that. Let's talk about the next thing on our agenda. Next thing on <laughs> our agenda
0: is going to be the New York Jets. Oh, <laughs> I love the Jets. I mean, we could talk about that all day. Of course. Well, I've got a couple of tidbits here. Uh, Hard Knocks is apparently interested in the Jets, but the feeling yeah. is not mutual, <laughs> which I think is a very, very wise decision. Yes, on the part of the New York Jets, you do not need that in your <laughs> building when you're trying to build a rapport with your guys in the first place. So, yeah. Good on the Jets for saying
1: thanks but no thanks. It worked fine when we did something similar to that when we had Rex Ryan, but that yeah. was just that was the type <laughs> of team we were. We were that team that was just Wild and crazy, and Rex Ryan liked to say wild and crazy things, and that's just kind of how the team was. And our defense was spectacular back then. But it's completely different now. I don't want them to be publicized in any way. No. And to add on top of that a little bit of hope,
0: a little bit of positivity to the next season for the Jets, between weeks 14 and 17 this last season, Sam Darnold finished with an 87.7 overall grade, which ranked first among quarterbacks with a minimum of 100 dropbacks.
1: Hey, that's something. He did improve a lot the last last few games of the season, and I noticed it. Everybody really noticed it. He didn't seem to be spinning his head around, dancing his feet and all that jazz. He actually looked like he knew what he was going to do with the football, and that's really all I wanted to see. Yes, uh, we don't. We don't need to make the playoffs the first year, the second year, whatever. I just want to see him improve enough to where I can say he's going to be the guy. Yeah,
0: I. I don't see any reason why you shouldn't have at least a good feeling going into next year. Oh, yeah. I definitely do. Yeah. Um. Okay. There's so much quarterback news that it is ridiculous. <laughs> I have to throw this in here. Uh, Brian Hoyer. Not a quarterback we talk about too much. No. But after reading what I read, I think he should have gotten Super Bowl MVP. (laughs) Okay. All right. Brian Hoyer recognized the Rams' offensive language while watching Peyton Manning's detail series on golf and Amazon's All or Nothing series on the Rams. There Hmm. are all these coaching and weird ties. Uh, I'm I'm reading here, uh, Hoyer began his career in New England, but he got his first shot as a starter in Cleveland. In 2014, his second year there, he started 11 games for Kyle Shanahan, then played for Shanahan again in San Francisco in 2017. Rams coach Sean McVay coached tight ends for Mike and Kyle Shanahan in Washington from 2010 to 2013, which led Hoyer to believe he'd have some institutional knowledge of McVay's offense. You know, just an inkling. Well, before the Super Bowl, Mr. Hoyer watched an episode of Peyton Manning's detail series on ESPN on golf, and it hit him right away. The (laughs) offense is the same. Looking at the Rams tape confirmed it. Then, Hoyer went back to Amazon's All or Nothing series. It was about the 2016 season, but had footage of OTAs from McVay's first spring there. Hoyer recognized the language. This is a quote from Hoyer. Having played in that offense, they don't have an answer for all-out pressure. Their answer is for the quarterback to make a play.
1: Hmm.
0: And guess what? Yeah. That's it exactly didn't happen. what they
1: did. It, there was no yeah. plays made by There's Jared Goff. Wow, well, I mean, that's... That's that's very insightful. I mean, Hoyer is obviously not talented enough to be a starting quarterback, but obviously smart enough to he could he if he had more talent he could be a starting quarterback. After hearing this, I mean, that's that's pretty awesome that yeah. you can you can see something like that, and then you know Peyton Manning did help him a little bit, I suppose. Well, of but course. <laughs> but and Peyton Manning is one of the smartest quarterbacks that have ever lived. As far as football knowledge, um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty awesome. I think that's 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 big for Hoyer. I think that justifies keeping him on the team uh, in years to come, just because of that. He won them the Super Bowl. I'm saying it right now. Get Edelman, give it back to give it to Hoyer. That's <laughs> just obvious, too obvious. Yep,
0: I, it was one of those things that just struck me like, wow, that's really true. Yeah, Why is Sean McVay running the same offense and language from team to team to team? Like Somebody's going to eventually pick up on that, and guess what? It yeah. happened at the absolute worst time
1: for you, Mr. McVay. Yeah, and now that we know this, if this is true and he continues to do this, I guarantee you every single NFL team will figure this out because of that. And if that is going to happen, the Rams could be really bad next year. We yeah, I, that was exactly
0: what I was going to make a point of. Is Sean McVay better? He, Sean McVeigh better be listening <laughs> and hearing this because yep. he's going to have to change some things up. Because it's not going to take long. I mean, it didn't take long for the Chip Kelly offense to like peter out, and everybody's like, mm-hmm. uh, "Yeah, all we got to do is." give them a few three and outs and their defense is going to be on the field and stupidly yep. tired and guess what it didn't work so right Sean mcBay he is an offensive mastermind but is he really if he's just taking the <laughs> same offense from spot to spot to spot we
1: it worked it worked really well for the basically the whole season until it started getting Peter off but but I tell you what that's very, very telling of a coach. I mean, he's young and whatnot, so he's got a lot to learn still, I think. So sure. oh, let's definitely. see let's see if he learns from this because he has to. Okay. Well, I've
0: got one more piece of quarterback news, and it's somebody <laughs> we'll probably be talking about for quite a while, especially soon, because we're gonna start digging into NFL draft information. And here's our mm. first piece. Of NFL draft news and it's about Kyler Murray Oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray he's already been drafted in the first round of the Major League Baseball draft by the Oakland Athletics he says he's not going to play baseball he's focusing everything on football but I think that's not true (laughs) because if you think about it he is going to tell a team that wants to draft him and if he doesn't want to go there, you know what? I'm gonna play baseball
1: instead. <laughs> why not? Baseball is a lot safer of a sport, but can he get to the majors quickly? And I think that's his main issue. Yes. I would say that's probably why you go to the NFL first, because you can get to the majors in the know majors <laughs> in the NFL as quickly as as you get drafted. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's why I think he's probably choosing the NFL. But, yeah, if he goes somewhere he absolutely does not want to go, why wouldn't you just say, never mind, playing baseball? Yeah,
0: I mean, he's already going to make history because somebody is going to take him in the first round. So he's going to be the first mm-hmm. person ever selected in the first round of both Major League Baseball and National Football League drafts. That's going to be cool. I'm yeah. not 100% sure – his dynamic with his dad, it reminds me of a little <laughs> bit of LeVar and Lonzo Ball. Yeah, I was and gonna I, say Oh, it. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, he had an interview. I forget who it was with. It might have been Colin Coward or somebody. Mm-hmm. And he kept asking questions and he just he wouldn't answer the questions like at all. He would, he was just sitting there in silence. I was like, Wow, do you even understand? what you're doing right now if you're just going to sit there in silence you're not helping your image at all at this point
1: wow that's crazy you got to say something you know make something up if you can't think of anything right but that's crazy there's yeah. got to be a scripted response like oh, you know uh, i played good and and the
0: team played good and you know everybody played good and and it was a team effort
1: and we came out on top tonight. right like you Every, didn't say anything, yeah. but at least you <laughs> talked and you moved yeah. your lips. Just do the Belichick thing and just say, yep, that's mm-hmm. how it is. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Why not? All right.
0: All right. We've got a new segment. A new segment <laughs> alert. Because we have what we are talking about as a twat. <laughs> 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 it's so, it's so stupid. This is extremely Uh, stupid, (laughs) but we are going to be talking about this TWAT all off-season. Yeah, probably. And what TWAT stands for, because this is an acronym if you weren't aware, TWAT stands for (laughs) this week's Antonio Troubles. (laughs) And who am I referring to? But none other than the diva Antonio Brown. He has now tweeted... Thank you, Steeler Nation, for big nine years. Time to move on and forward. #Hashtag New
1: Demands. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wow. <laughs> That's just it's just crazy with him. Like every single episode we've talked about, he's making news every single time we have an episode. Yep. And it's really kind of crazy. It was like last year with the Bills quarterback watch. Maybe we just got a new one with Antonio Brown's twat watch 2019. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's perfect. It it very well could go all the way to the start of the season. He could just keep, I don't know. I don't know what the Steelers are going to do because they got to, they got to trade him if they don't want him. And if he's, if they, If they don't trade him, I can't imagine he plays. Do you want to hear the wrinkle in all of this
0: right now? Sure. Pittsburgh only gets $1 million in cap relief in a cut or trade of Antonio Brown because they converted his salary into a second bonus to clear up space for Le'Veon Bell, who didn't (laughs) end up playing a down for them.
1: Oh, man. Wow. (laughs) Wow. And that's what Antonio Brown's plan was from the start. It, you know, it
0: almost seems like it was some that's sinister crazy. plan between him and Levy. I'd be like, how can we screw the Steelers over that's as nuts. much as possible?
1: Now you watch, they're going to go to the same team. <laughs> the but, Jets? <laughs> and the Jets are now a playoff team. you that's getting a little basically... tingly feeling over there? <laughs> Always, when we talk about things that I want, when it comes to the Jets, but yeah, I've, if that happened, got both of them. There's no question they're 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 at least contending for a playoff team. I think it uh, would cause a heart attack for Sam Darnold. If, nah, <laughs> if been, both of you, uh, 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 uh. Uh, <laughs> Now, now my worst receiver is a nunwa Wow, <laughs> this is great. That would be insane. Because <laughs> honestly, if you had both of them guys, you're. Your best receiver is probably Brown, and then it's probably Bell, and then it's probably Robert Anderson. And then after that, it's Ganuno and who else they got. I mean, it's never consistent at that spot. But that is just – that would be awesome. But I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen.
0: No, I'm not going to put my money on Bovada for
1: any of those. (laughs) That would make you a ton of money. That that
0: would be awesome. Uh, Well, that – is going to I guess do it for us this week we had a different show scheduled but after all the news and everything that came out today (laughs) if we did the news and our regular program that we decided we were going to do it would have been like an hour and a half or two hours and I know I have a hard time listening oh yeah for that long of a time so we'll cut it a little shorter than normal this week but there was a lot of information, a lot of news, and it's it's going to be something we're keeping our eye on all off season long.
1: So is there anything else you wanted to touch on before we say Audi? I think that's about it, other than of course Tom Brady having a witch for a wife. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. I did not. <laughs> no, it's it's all pretty much tongue in cheek. It's nothing, it's just funny stuff. But a lot of people were going crazy. Oh, did you hear what Tom Brady said about his wife? Oh, wow, 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 wow. Uh,
0: it's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we have people that take every word that Tom Brady says as gospel, and other people that don't <laughs> believe a single word that comes out of his mouth. So <laughs> I will move along from Tom Brady and put my trust in Brian Hoyer.
1: yes the mvp
0: (laughs) of the super bowl that is right all right well thanks for listening everybody uh if you could go ahead and give us one of those cool little five-star ratings on itunes apple podcast however you want to call it that would be wonderful we are found on twitter at fantasy fuel we are on Facebook.com slash FantasyFuel and also in the Stardom or Sidum Facebook page, which everything's in our show notes, like I've said many times before. Mm-hmm. You just click on the little links and you don't even have to think or type. You just go and you get more fantasy news. <laughs> you can also call us and tell us if you have a cool Brian Hoyer story. Call us at 608-492-3443, and I think that's going to do it. So don't forget, stay fueled up this offseason.